Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Sean Smith, joined as always by Derek Terry. Derek, it's been an eventful day. Started early this morning and uh, eventually ended with an official announcement from Shaden Sharp declaring for the NBA draft. Based on reports, he, he did leave the door open for a return to Kentucky, but it, it's been a wild day already. <laughs> yeah, um, really more than just a wild day, really a wild 24 hours. You had some Twitter rumblings last night. Um, still, I mean, some that I would say were from, I would categorize as intriguing sources. Uh, and some some Twitter posts that I was very skepti- skeptical of from the beginning. But a few people who uh, have, you know, a pretty decent following and, and people who uh, in the college basketball world who I respect who follow these people. And the kind of accounts, too, that you wouldn't think would just be doing this to troll Kentucky fans. So I was intrigued by that uh, right around the time I went to bed last night. But it became pretty clear early today uh that any kind of reports that he was coming back most often weren't true. He had Sean Strania, uh report along with Kyle Tucker that he was uh, entering the draft and planned to stay in the draft. And you had, I guess, just a few minutes before that, uh, ESPN with the report that has really, I think, been the main focus of today that he actually graduated high school in May 2021, which opened up a whole other set of questions on its own. Um, but give it a few hours, and then, yeah, like you said, Shaden came out in his announcement, which differed at, at this point, although I have no reason to doubt Sharania just because he's a rock-solid, one of the best NBA sources out there. But Shaden's post is what's going to prolong this thing even more because he said that he's going to enter the draft but maintain his college eligibility. So, technically, we could have this thing go up all the way through June first. I don't think it'll take that long. I think – uh this might just be a way to buy some more time, but it's quite frankly, Sean, it's been pretty much a mess. I think this whole situation. It has. And to me, it's, it's kind of gone on way too long, honestly, for, for, for this to be a decision. It's an important decision, right? Like not only do you have Shaden and a a deadline approaching and all these things and having to get that his name in there and whether or not he's eligible on the other side of this, you have the Kentucky men's basketball program. That's kind of trying to figure out where they need to go and what direction they need to go. You're, You're not technically, replacing production because he didn't play but there's a spot that you had reserved on that roster for him a a talented spot too when it comes to a guy that is a projected lottery pick Kentucky's got to get rolling and kind of come up with a plan and and I think that's what Kentucky needs to do is operate under the assumption that he is not going to be on this roster next season but it's just been a messy situation and Derek and you and I've talked about it off air multiple times for the last few days just how you you had all the stuff coming out last night you, you see Kentucky fans, you know, getting hope, thinking, all right, he's not, maybe he's not eligible, which is something we talked about on this show earlier this week that I kept saying the, re- the only reason that I think it had taken this long is they were trying to clear that eligibility hurdle. And now all this just does not make sense when it comes to a timeline. Now that the graduation in May of 2021 is now news that why did we just now learn that on the day that he's declaring is my biggest question. Because if that's the case, it means that he graduated high school last May, waited four months to commit to a college, but he played on the Nike grassroots circuit in the summer and then went back to school, and that just doesn't make any sense to me. Something's off. I mean, it doesn't really add up. I feel like this 
situation was gamed to the really i guess you could say to perfection for shade and sharp because the way it looks for him is he's going to be able to come to kentucky for half a year not even that really just a few months um so he did capitalize in the nil right i mean he was yeah he reaped the rewards of that and he didn't have to play in the game he did nothing to help the team this year i don't care whatever happened in practice clearly didn't it didn't really matter at all (laughs) once these guys got hurt at the end of the season uh i don't think he did anything to help this team whatsoever and he's still able to be able to bounce right here and and go be probably a top 10 pick so as sketchy as the situation is whatever his people around him whatever their end goal was it looks like it's going to work out for them so this whole situation I what we talked about off off air on a phone call like I don't think Shaden has kind of the complexity as an 18 year old kid to to figure out all these loopholes I don't think he was the one (laughs) digging around trying to figure out what he could do to make the NBA as soon as possible I think this is definitely the workings of people around him and it's kind of unfortunate for him that he's going to be the one online to maybe catch the brunt of the of the criticism. But there have been people who Cal is, is going to probably not get any kind of benefit of the doubt from this just because of the way he's chosen to operate this program throughout his tenure. Um, when you have kind of that player's first mantra, I guess you could say that you, ha- you, you have an environment here at Kentucky where something like this could take place. That's probably as much as I'll fault Cal in the situation. Yeah. Um, but I, I think if you're really going to pinpoint and blame, if you if you want to be mad at somebody, I think you got to be mad at his mentor. I, I think he's yeah, probably yeah. been the guy. He, he's the one who put his name on the reports all along that Shaden was going to be playing at Kentucky next year. And then it's turned out that he's, uh, you know, likely going to end up being this kid's agent. And just a lot about this situation seems really off. And I don't know. I don't think much of it is really Shaden's wrong i mean let's just face it shaden's the one who has the talent like he's the one who the people around him are going to be the ones who reap the rewards for his talent and uh i hold no ill will whatsoever towards shaden the kid i mean uh, <laughs> we didn't hear anything at all about no. this kid in his time that he is at kentucky like i i don't even know what this kid sounds like no. um if he were to talk so like i'm not mad at that shaden per se i think the situation it's pretty pretty complex and i I would agree with the segment of people who think PR wise, it was pretty much a disaster all the way through. It was. And now everyone can kind of form their own conspiracy theories. <laughs> I guess if you, if you want to dive into it and say what happened and I I certainly have my situation in my mind that I think played out and I'm just going to throw it out there. This is how, and obviously we don't know. Will we ever know? I have no idea. But I think, and this is not Shaden's fault. Like you said, if you're going to be mad at someone, you got to be mad at the people that are handling this situation on his side of things. Because they're ultimately the ones that were putting it out there that he was coming back. And that's where the lie was. John Calipari was operating under the assumption that he was going to be on the 22-23 roster. Derek, I can't confidently sit here and think if this graduation thing is true that John Calipari and the staff knew that because I think that that factor – certainly changes it all because if he had graduated in May of 21, he should have just enrolled in August and played with this entire roster and been a difference maker. So I think the situation the entire time, not from Sharp, but from his people, was to get him eligible as quickly as possible. And when it got to the fall, it was, all right, is there a loophole to get him eligible by June for the draft? 
does going to college do that? So then you call up John Calipari and you say, here's the deal, take it or leave it. But you tell people, hey, he's going to be there for 22, 23. All those quotes in October were coming out and saying he's going to work, take the summer and be a leader on that team the next year and be ready. All right. I'm just going to say that he's not eligible because I'm going to say he didn't graduate in May of 21. I'm assuming that he graduated in the fall. All right. So now how do we get him eligible? Let's look and say he graduated in May of 21. It, that's why I feel like this whole situation has taken so long is he's not been eligible. Now he's submitted that paperwork. From everything that I've gathered, Derek, you can the NBA can still rule him and deem him, deem him ineligible after the paperwork is submitted. So is, is this done? I don't know. Yeah. Well, so that's not what I'm talking about, though. Like, it just felt like, what do we have to do to get him draft eligible by June? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, Matt Jones put out something today that um, he said a source text him some theory that Shaden perhaps the way I understood it, and I'm sure you saw this, uh, basically kind of made it seem like he might not even have been eligible to play this season for Kentucky. Yeah, it's another point. Which. Is that eh. a, would that be like a clearinghouse issue with some things maybe like why did we not hear this at all see that's that's what I keep coming back to how that's did why we I don't believe no and how did all these national guys ESPN I mean all of them not know that he graduated school in May of twenty one why was that not written down because that changes it all because then he's automatically draft eligible and then there's really no reason to even go to Kentucky you right. just get out a year and then enter your name in the draft. Don't even take the chance on exposure. If you're really, if people are telling you this kid is a surefire top 10 pick, you're not going to go play college basketball. We've seen how many times have we seen that play out where a kid goes and plays Harrison twins. Perfect example. Had they been able to leave out of high school, they're probably lottery picks or first rounders. Like I just, I just think that that news this morning complicated all this. And there was going to be a, a side of this fan base obviously that was going to be upset regardless and I, and I think that all Kentucky fans have a right to be upset today for the way that this was handled but when you throw that information out there it makes it even more complicated and someone's going to look really bad when this thing is done and my guess would be that it ends up being Shaden's party um yeah. uh, I just it would have such been an easy out for Kentucky if if there were any questions at all that Shaden was maybe not eligible to play in a game for Kentucky, when you lose to St. Peter's in the first round of the tournament and your guards are whatever reason we I mean they they were they were hurt. We know this, but that's just they were ineffective, they weren't good, and you can put whatever reason you want behind it. To me, when the question becomes you've got a potential top five pick sitting on your bench, why didn't you play him? Well, maybe it would have been pretty easy to say, well, we don't actually know if this kid's eligible or not, or he's not eligible. Never heard that once. Never, I never even heard Scuttlebutt anywhere that Shaden might not have been eligible to play this season at Kentucky. So I don't know where that came from today. Um, I have a I have a hard time buying that. And I have a hard time buying that this kid actually graduated high school last May. Somebody's definitely lying. Yeah, Somewhere. something's off here. <laughs> like none of it, none of it makes sense. Like the, the timeline. The timeline just doesn't make sense, anything of it. Like you're, you're talking about a kid, if, if he was a postgraduate year or whatever it is, then you're talking about a kid that graduated in May and still four months later committed to a college to go play college basketball when he honestly could have enrolled and gone through classes in the fall and been here if that's the case. Was there an eligibility thing when it come to Kentucky? We don't know. Like I think the best thing that could have happened, and this is on both sides, and we all know that John Calipari is trying to protect the kid. 
Like he was doing whatever he could to kind of protect him from it. You mentioned we haven't even spoken to Shaden. Uh, you brought up a point when you were on the beat. It was a year before I started covering it. When Hami enrolled mid-year, they made him available for uh, an interview. We didn't get that with Shaden Sharp this year, which kind of, I guess we should have looked at it and saw it then too, Derek, because uh, if he wasn't going to speak, because he was going to be asked the hard questions then, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, this whole deal with Shade, and that's unfortunate. Whenever you look at the team, I think I think the one area where, then again, I'm not necessarily, I'm not, I'm not blaming Shade because I just don't, I just have a hard time thinking that a teenager was was behind a lot of this. I'm just thinking back to whenever I was 18 and 19, and I don't think I would have been, I wouldn't have been able to pull something like this off. I don't know how many teenagers For one. could. I wouldn't have been able to keep my mouth shut long enough to to pull it off. I would have told everyone I know, and it would have been public knowledge by the end of the week. Right. Like So, but there there is, uh, there are consequences from this, though. I think on Kentucky's side, because Shaden, and and, and again, this is on Cal, too. Cal ultimately made these decisions. I don't think Shaden Sharp would have just shown up at Kentucky at Cal Pierce and now we're good. I mean, there had to be some agreement there uh, on Cal's end. But you go back to this 2022 recruiting class. Uh, you have Scott Clark committed for a long time. He was back. You know, he was still he committed when the old staff uh, was still here at Kentucky in terms of the assistance. So he was a long-time commitment in this class. And then you have Shaden commit in, what, August, right? Somewhere around there? September so, 7th. September 7th. Okay. So early September, you have him commit. And at that time when he committed, still, still in 2022, he had not. Or maybe when he committed, he decided to reclassify. Is that what it was? Uh, that wasn't. I remember that was announced in November. I was sitting the day of the Kentucky oh, when I wrote that story uh, that Shaden would be at Kentucky. So, so for two months, we were under the impression that Shaden was going to be here next season. Yeah, 2022. So, so that class at one point had Sky Clark and Shaden Sharp in it. Yeah, and so then you get to a point where based on the reporting, it basically came down to the decision where Kentucky had to make between Case and Wallace and Nick Smith, who ultimately signed with Arkansas and has since really blown up in the rankings. He's going to probably enter college as a top five player in his class. Because of that, and I don't think Kentucky made a bad choice per se. I, I think Case and Wallace has been a very good college player. I would, I mean, there's a, probably a decent chance Case and Wallace would have ended up at Tennessee had Kentucky not landed his commitment. So I think it's a good thing that he's going to be here. But ultimately, it ends up looking bad for Kentucky, I think, because I feel pretty good that, I mean, just based off what Travis Branham wrote, I mean, there were numerous recruiting people who felt pretty strongly that had Nick Smith, had Kentucky push for him, they could have had him. And now Sky's decommitted, which I think probably is really no impact at all on next year's team. I, I did not love him at all as a prospect. So he's off to Illinois. And then you have Shaden here, who it looks like is never going to play at Kentucky. And you end up in a situation where, I told you this earlier, I still feel this way. If you looked at me today and said, all right, Shane's not going to be here, but your lineup up next season is going to be some kind of combination of Sylvie Wheeler, Nick Smith, Cason Wallace, Livingston, Toppin, Shibway, those guys, I think you're still feeling really good today about this uh, sure. team for next year, regardless of what Shaden was going to do. And now I think you're in a spot where it sounds like it's basically a locker at this point that Antonio Reeves is going to be here, but now I think you're probably in a place you're going to need to take another guard. So you have to, that is the one effect I think on next year's roster. Cause like you can say, all right, Shade never played. We didn't really lose any kind of production. What we lost was a kid with great potential. Didn't prove anything at the college level, but 
you in a sense did lose out on a kid that you potentially could have had who you knew for sure was going to be playing college basketball next year. Well, I should say they didn't, there were a lot of rumors with Nick Smith that he might go the pro route. So I can't say hundred percent that he was going to be a college guy, but as it ends up, he is going to go to Arkansas. He signed there. That's where he's going to play. So now we can look at it and say, this is a kid who's going to play college basketball. So I think that's the one area that, that really hurts in all this. Well, and, and yeah, and, and then you look at that class, right? And there, there's two guys coming in, and Chris Livingston and Casey Wallace. And at one point, that class included Shade, and it included Sky Clark and the possibility of a Dimbona and, and other guys there too. Like it, it was talked about, and even Derek Lively, like that was that class was a big talking point of kind of getting Kentucky basketball back on the, on the recruiting front and, and being that cool program, that dominant program, getting top 10 guys, it's going to settle in with two, two really good players. Uh, how much, how much pressure is there too? you think for John Calipari and his staff to go get the consensus number one player in its class. And now it's just a complicated thing around him when it became an early enrollee is he eligible for the draft, but you know, John Calipari, Orlando Antigua and that staff wanted to say, Hey, we're back by getting number one. And I think every other coach in college basketball would have done the same thing and, and played it out the exact same way. They would have taken a chance on it. That's why I can't I can't fault John Calipari for trying, and I, I honestly can't criticize him for it because there, I just don't think that there's any way that they were under the assumption that he graduated in May of 21. There's just no way. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I, Cal, I don't know what Cal's Cal too smart do. for that. Like Cal would have looked at that and said, all right, this kid's going to the draft. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I feel like uh, he's been in the game long enough. I mean, that, this is not Cal's first time around the block. That's why I think uh, I mean, he's been dealing with, I don't know if I want to use the phrase handlers, but people, you know, any any top kid in any sports, not just basketball, basically in any sport, the kids who have no doubt, you know, future millions on the line, you have a, a set of people around them that, you know, Cal is familiar with these situations. He's been recruiting the top kids in college basketball for what, 15 years more yeah. going back to Derek Rose. Probably I think he's the 07 class. So seven high school class. So, I mean, you're going back a long way where Cal has been dealing with these types of people. I refuse to think that he suddenly forgot how to operate when it comes to this. Um, you know, you made a decision to bring Shaden on, and like you said, this is the number one player. If you, if the family line has been reported all along, told you he's going to be playing next season, and you took him at their word, I guess you could say they got used if that's the case, but I don't know that that necessarily – I mean, there was a time – don't get me wrong, Sean. There was a time when it became clear that Shaden probably wasn't going to play that I wanted to kind of be mad at Cal over it. 
yeah my, my total like focus on that has shifted to basically shane's mentor like, i think that's the guy who yep every who bit was of kind of shady and, and doing things and i don't i don't really love it uh the way that this guy's operated my guess and i don't know i mean it sounds like he might shade might be this his way to get out of the grassroots scene in canada he might just be shading the guy from here on out throughout his career but that was probably a fractured relationship that uh from what I hear, UK is is not eager to uh, to do anything, and I don't care how petty this sounds. I, I really don't. The night Shaden Sharp gets drafted, he doesn't need to say he's from the University of Kentucky. Nope. It needs to be Dream City Christian or whatever high school he went to. He he was not a University of Kentucky basketball player. He did not help this program in any way. He didn't play. I don't think that's the right thing to do to say that he was from UK. And really. From a from a tactical standpoint, I would guess Kentucky's still gonna have a big hoopla whenever he gets drafted and and, and does all that for the promotion stuff. But there's mm-hmm. a real part of me that thinks that they should never really acknowledge him as being here for, for his four months. Calipari will be in the green room with him, and and I think as a coach, I do think that's the right decision. I mean, obviously he's built a relationship with Shaden personally and was his college coach, whether he stepped on the floor or not. But I'm, I'm with you when it comes to associating with the program. That's where I, I do think, like, the Ennis Canner situation, completely different. Ennis did not choose to not play at Kentucky. The NCAA didn't rule him eligible to play at Kentucky. I mean, there have been, there've been situations. I know the fans were frustrated with the Jared Vanderbilt situation. and Was he healthy enough to play? And then come to find out he actually was hurt, missed his rookie year in, in the NBA, Uh, with injuries and things like that. But my biggest thing today is I don't want to see anyone out here telling fans how they should feel. Like, this is a day, and I get it. Like, this fan base, it's very emotional. Uh, There's a portion of it that goes overboard. But today, Derek, I'm I'm not – I'm letting people in the the mentions, the DMs, everything. Say what you want. Just don't take it out on the kid because I'm not blaming Shaden for this. I'm blaming the people, the responsible people above him for how this was handled from a PR standpoint. But I don't like people telling everyone that Kentucky benefited from it because Kentucky got absolutely nothing out of this. Yeah, this was extremely one-sided in favor of Shaden, for sure. Yeah, and that's just how I feel about it. Like, I just – you saw – I saw multiple people early this morning talking, telling Kentucky fans they needed to chill out and all this stuff. Uh, No, nobody's really attacking the kid. Everything's just like, what is going on? Like, you know, like, how did it get to this point? And this is what happens when you tell one lie and then you come back and you tell another one and then you tell another one. I mean, pretty soon you're, you're in a mess. And, and that's what has happened. Like there was no way back from this because it had already been, once it was said, oh, he will definitely be there next year. He's not playing. That's not the plan. The plan's to be at Kentucky. And then it became a, well, he's got to test the waters and then test the waters. And then now the reports, obviously they will keep his name in. And I do think that that is what will ultimately happen. And you're just to a point now that, I mean, there's just no coming back from it. That to me, the best thing that would have happened today, and I, and I get it from Shaden's side here. I mean, when you report stuff like that, and then you see the uproar in it, maybe someone's saying, well, just go ahead and put that you're testing the waters, and then you get the feedback, and then you stay in. That just prolongs this whole situation. And then he's got to come back out, and the report's going to be like, well, he's decided to keep his name in the draft, and then we got to dig up, the, dig this up again talk about it again, people get emotional again, get upset. The best thing that could happen today is if Shaden is going to the NBA, let that report come out, I'm gone, appreciate it, I'm in the draft, and then that, and then be done. Because the sooner this thing ends, I think it's the better for everyone. 
Oh, I completely agree. I, that's when I saw that he was still testing the waters. It was just incredibly annoying because I'm with you. Like you're going to get the top 10 guarantee or whatever it is you want. Like you're not going to be coming back next season. If you're eligible, if he is eligible to be in the draft, he's not going to be at Kentucky next year. And just the fact, like, like you said, I, I don't know if two weeks from now, a month from now, whenever it may be, when it pops back up and it's, oh, I, I have signed with an agent, it's just going to make it even more <laughs> annoying. I think I'm with you. I wish that Shaden just would have said, I'm all in on this draft. Uh, and if, and if he's not that. eligible, if he's not eligible and he's projected top five, top 10, do you even come back and play? And, and then open up your game for, for flaws to go 15, 20? Like, I mean, is that another situation you look at? And then just to the way it's handled, do you you kind of as a program, do you want to go down that road? Yeah, that's another thing, too, that kind of irritates me about the NBA. Uh, I know you draft on potential. You're, you're evaluating. You're looking at what kids could be down the road. Something just doesn't sit right with me, though, about a guy who can basically dodge any kind of real competition and still get picked so high over guys who have been exposed a little bit. And I don't know. I would have my if I was a GM picking in the top ten, I would have my doubts on taking a kid like that. But I don't want to get into this whole. Uh, I mean, I know no. people used to have the same kind of argument with kids sitting out bowl games for football. Like, oh, how competitive is he if he's not? Like, that's totally different. Yeah. When you play, uh, especially you, you a game put, like football, you, you've been up and down and through the grind, and it's it's not the playoff. It's not a national championship. Right. You're, you're um, not letting your team down in those situations. You finished what you were doing. Now the ones that four or five games in in the seasons, they're two and two or two and four and then they're like oh, i'm done for the rest of the year that's where i have problem you start I mean, here with your team that's that's where i go Shaden, he, he does probably have unbelievable when i watched him warm up before games again it's warm-ups like he looks like he's going to be an exceptional basketball player to this point i don't even know how many other guys he's been on the court with at the same time who are even going to play high major one uh division one basketball like i don't know i don't i don't know his schedule like he didn't play any kind of all-star games right so it's not like he was out there where no. You know, evaluated against those guys. I mean, obviously, against the best guys. I'm just saying, like, I get it in the NBA. If there's this, they're going to see his tools or think about what he could be, and someone's probably going to take him high. But if my job, if I was a GM, and if you're picking in the top 10, your team probably is not very good (laughs) and you're going through rebuild or whatever, I I would think there'd be some pressure to that's just me personally. I would, I would have some reservations about taking a kid who uh, hasn't really been tested whatsoever against quality competition. Anything But else? that doesn't help anything, though, for, from UK's end. I mean, that's just me looking from the NBA side. It's just kind of crazy to me how they – really, if you're looking at just the major sports in terms of what I would consider major, like the NFL is absolutely the best evaluation tool. You get three, four years of college minimum. Oh, well, I guess two, technically, if someone red shirts. So that's pretty rare, rare that you would see a sophomore red shirt. Um, but you're at least get to see these guys against good competition and, you know, guys are physically more mature. They're 21, 22, usually when they come into the draft, but man, it's, it's pretty risky for an NBA team. I think to, to take him as high as he wants to go. Um, but it sounds like someone's going to. Yeah, it does. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, just the, I guess my final thoughts would just be like what you said a few minutes ago. Like, I wish today was the day we could close the book on this and honestly never talk about him again <laughs> or his people again at UK. But now it sounds like uh, just from a news perspective, there's going to be a day in the future where the book actually does get closed. But until then, there's always going to be that little bit of intrigue that 
you know, he could potentially come back, but I would not expect, I, I would say the chances of that happening are just so low, but um, you see, the, it's tough that this followed up right after the Sheboy day. I wish it could yep. have been reversed because like that's going to knock Oscar out of the news. And I think people are for as happy as some people might've been yesterday. I think the emotions on this are, are way more strong and uh, it's a situation no one's really dealt with before, especially if you're, I mean, if you're a UK fan, it's not a scenario I can ever remember, but um, if you're a UK fan, you got to hope that this is the only time you ever got to deal with something like this. Cause this whole situation has, has not been good from the start. It's been quite bad and not something I want to see UK involved in much in the future. Yep. I agree with that. And then uh, too, just, just looking here, I know John Calipari tweeted out a picture of uh, where they went to Dawson Springs today and into the high school and, and stuff there. And with some of the, the sports students and the, the athletes and in the photo, We've got Kareem Watkins, we've got Brendan Canada, Damian Collins, C.J. Frederick, Lance Ware, Oscar Sheboy, and Jacob Toppin. I know we don't have any, like, official announcements from Ware and things like that. I know Toppin has still got his name in the draft, but I will say this. I think it's encouraging to see those guys in that photo with Cal doing those things. No Savir Wheeler. I have no idea where Wheeler's at right now. I don't know. Maybe his classes or something lined it up, but anything? What do you think? Yeah, I'm actually going to look at these now. And, and some people are probably be like, why are we looking at pictures? And I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I just think it's, I mean, obviously there's guys there and they're accounted for, and I think that's good to see. They, they look happy. You got Lance Ware there cheesing on the front row of a picture. You come on the back row of another, Damian Collins, who Travis Branham reported would be back. Uh, we haven't got any official, like, statement from Damian. He doesn't have to give one. He can just be on the roster and going through those workouts similar to what Keon and others did last year. But, I do think it's good to see those guys there and, and Oscar having a good time and, you know, being a part of Kentucky basketball. I think that's encouraging with that group together. Yeah, I, I agree. It is good. Um, I didn't even notice Toppin was in there until you said that, but uh, did you say Keon was too? Keon is not there and oh, no Savir Wheeler. Okay. So well, you, have, you have Keon and Toppin both with their names in draft. Like I was saying, though, you with schedules and school and classes and right. things, I'm assuming that they would try to line that up to where everybody could go. You would think um, that's a cool thing though, to, to get down there today and surprise us. Yeah, and, and I don't want to turn it into a who's coming back, who's not coming back yeah. thing. But no, I got you. I just I, that's the first look that we've had of these guys since they walked off the floor versus St. Peter's is all I was bringing up, and it's it's good to see them together, and that's a really cool thing that they were able to go do today. And and you could, you just see it like you're looking at a picture here. Oscar has two kids sitting on his lap. I mean, a dude that just everything. Yeah, everything that it's worked out for him. And that's what I'll, that's how I'll end this, Derek. And it's frustrating. And I know for fans, it, it's even more frustrating given the way the season ended. Could Sharp have helped get them past the first round game against St. Peter's? That certainly wouldn't have hurt, right? When you got a guy that that's talent, that, that talented playing. But Oscar Sheboy just announced that he's coming back. NIL money certainly played a part in that. But at the root of it and at the heart of this thing, Oscar Sheboy could have put his name in the draft and gone pro. But I think genuinely, Derek, I think the kid wants to be at Kentucky, and that's what I'm going to choose to focus on. And I think everybody else should put their their mind and everything in, this, in the same way. I, I, stu- I do think that the foundation is being laid for this to be a very good team. I want to see what Kentucky decides to do in the portal outside of Reeves if they, we feel confident they'll get him. But th- I think they're going to add another piece. Who is that guy? We have no idea. Is it somebody that's not in the portal yet? 
you have to look at it now. Shaden Sharp, if he's not going to be on this roster, it's appealing to another guard out there in college basketball somewhere. Do they go – is it a reclass? I don't, I don't think it'll go that way. Uh, is a, a Leonard Miller an option still? Someone will emerge, and then Cal will put a roster together, I'm confident, that's going to be one of the better ones in college basketball, and it started with Oscar Sheboy. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think this is still going to be, a, in all likelihood, a top five-ish preseason team. And I say that just because I don't really know enough about the other schools around them to, to know quite where they're going to end up. But I'm with you. This is a team that's on the bulk of the returning, you know, numbers back from a from a two seed. Yeah, they got upset in the first round, but for a long time they were considered to be a title contender, one of the best teams in college basketball. A lot of people still pick them to make the Final Four uh, there at the end of the season. So I can understand why they'd be ranked so high. But, yeah, they're still certainly going to be – this should probably be the last bad news, I would guess, wouldn't you, for a while? This should probably be it. Yeah, I, I would think so. Like, if someone were to maybe keep their name in the draft, it'd be a surprise. I'd be shocked and when it comes to Toppin. I mean, obviously, you know, Keon, they're – I mean, the, the door hasn't been closed on, on Keon coming back. We know that that's still open. So, uh, I mean, everything else remains to be seen. Now it's kind of what does this roster look like? And and then what – I mean, I'm just going to assume that Sharp is gone. Like, even – I'm just going to – it might be a week, two weeks from now, but I think that announcement official will come at some point and he'll be eligible, and he'll go to the draft. But uh, we just wanted to hop on here and be sure to talk about that. There were no new, there was no news for a while, and now it's kind of gone crazy. We, we knew it would once that first domino would start to fall. Uh, Shaden fell after that one. You got the deadline Sunday night. Uh, the biggest thing now, I think, is to pay attention to the, the portal and that deadline approaching on May 1st. Will there be some new names going to the portal? Now we'll turn our attention to who's Kentucky linked to, as guys decide to withdraw their names, whether it be a Jacob Toppin, Keon Brooks, or a surprise transfer or anything like that, we'll be right here to take you through it. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 